We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bryn Aiken. And on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing Linkin Park's second album, 2003's Meteora. But before I delve into the album, I would like to go over uh, the history of how the band formed. Just a brief summary summary of how the band formed and came to be. Uh, Since I tend to do that with every new artist that I talk about on the podcast. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I, I do this every time I... Uh, talk about a new band or a new musical artist uh, on the podcast. So, um, but yeah, I have yet to talk about them, but they are one of my favorite bands. So I am looking forward to uh, this review, this uh, episode. So uh, yeah, Linkin Park, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who do know, um, allow me to uh, repeat what you know, what you already know. Uh, Linkin Park is an American rock band that formed in 1996 in Agora Hills, California. I believe I'm pronouncing the name of that right. Agora Hills. Yeah. Uh, and the band consisted of uh, lead singer and vocalist, or yeah, lead singer and frontman Chester Bennington, uh, co-lead vocalist, rhythm guitarist, and keyboardist Mike Shinoda, lead guitarist Brad Delson, bassist Dave Farrell, uh, drummer Rob Bordon, and DJ slash turntablist Joe Hahn. And uh, they, Linkin Park essentially is one of the uh, biggest, they're essentially one of the biggest uh, and most influential um, members of the new metal scene. And if you don't know what new metal is, it's essentially a genre of music that Uh, is a uh, mixture of the metal genre and the hip-hop slash rap genres. And, uh, you know, some of of the bigger names uh, from the new metal scene, other than Linkin Park, are uh, Slipknot, uh, Korn, System of a Down, uh, which Slipknot and System of a Down are also two of my favorite bands. Uh, Not that I have, uh, not that I don't like Korn or Limp Bizkit, but I don't like them as much as uh, Linkin Park Slipknot or System of a Down, but uh, and and there 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 were some more, but those are like the five big new metal bands. Like when whenever you hear someone bring up new metal, whenever you think of new metal, that's typically where your mind goes to first. Uh, are those five bands? But yeah, Linkin Park is uh, arguably I don't know if it's the biggest of them all, but it is one of the biggest of them all, and it's definitely the most influential. And uh, they're they're yeah they're definitely one of the biggest bands uh, from this genre. And, um, and yeah, they, unfortunately, uh, I, they're still, I think they're still together. I mean, the, the band hasn't disbanded, but I, they have not released any new, uh, material since 2017. And that is because if you know, if you follow the band, uh, or if you're a fan of the band, you know that unfortunately in 2017, uh, July of 2017, Chester Bennington, uh, committed suicide uh, after years of, uh, struggling with, I'm, I'm assuming depression and mental illness. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I I believe that's what it was. And, um, yeah, it was sad. Uh, he, I mean, the rock community, I mean, you know, the 
and the the music community in general just lost a a very powerful figure, a very very commanding presence, you know, in and uh seemed like a very nice guy. I mean, from what I've seen of him, you know, I I haven't seen the whole like I don't know him personally, but he from what I've heard from people, uh Chester seemed like a nice guy. And uh and he just had a great voice. Like it's such a shame that uh and obviously depression and and suicide uh, you know, can take many forms and people, you know, you never, you know, you never know if it's going to get you or not, you know, but, uh, unfortunately it got him and, uh, it sucks because he seemed like a great guy and he had a very great voice. Uh, like the dude, yeah, had a very commanding voice and it was like, it is, it was like a very raspy, very intense uh, voice. And, uh, you know, that, that, and of course, like throughout the, the years, they changed kind of their style and genre in a way. Uh, and they kind of adapted and re reinvented themselves, which I like. I like when bands kind of, I mean, don't, you know, not that they completely change how they were in the beginning, but I do like when they kind of reinvent their sound and change it up a little bit, you know, it keeps things fresh, you know, keeps the audience on their, on their toes, uh, or keeps the fans on their toes. But, uh, but yeah, I, it's especially in, uh, during their first two albums, uh, Chester really did, uh, have this very intense, uh, raspy, sh- almost shouting style of singing. And he would sing, but there, there are moments, uh, well, I say moments, there are plenty of moments, uh, throughout this album, Meteora and the first album, Hybrid Theory, uh, that, um, showcase, uh, his ability to, to go from just singing like calmly, you know, and, and melodically to shouting at the top of his lungs. And it's not quite like Corey Taylor from Slipknot where it's like this all the time, you know, <laughs> sorry if I, bur- uh, sorry if I blew out anyone's eardrums just then. I was trying not to go too loud, but th- th- if that was too loud for you, I apologize. But you know, it's, it's not like a very guttural growling, you know, like, you know, uh, voice like Corey Taylor has, but it, it's more just like a, it, it is shouting, but it's not guttural and low. It's like very loud and, and, and high, if that makes sense. I mean, not that high pitched, but like, it's like, it's, it's, it's a little more, uh, understandable if that makes sense. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, he just has, just a fantastic voice, uh, and it's on display perfectly in, throughout their, uh, seven albums that they've recorded, but yeah, but, but since they formed in 96, uh, they had released, they've released seven albums, uh, their first being Hybrid Theory, which was in 2000, and their last album being, uh, One More Light, which was, you know, like, um, two months before Chester, uh, died in 2017, um, but yeah, and, but yeah, so, you know, they've all, all their albums, at least all the ones I've heard in their entirety have been great. I have, there's one or, I think there's two maybe that I haven't listened to in, in their entirety. I have listened to songs, several songs from all of their albums. And like I said, I've listened to at least four or five of their albums all the way through. Um, uh, and you know, I loved all the songs and all the albums I've listened to all the way through, especially these two. And it's kind of hard really to, 
for me, and I could see a lot of people feeling the same way, it's kind of, it's really hard for me to pick which album between this and Hybrid Theory is my favorite because they're both so similar uh, in like style and tone and energy, you know? Uh, it's just really hard to pick because they're both that good and they're both so similar, you know? But I do think I like this one just a little bit more uh, than Hybrid Theory. And that's because to me, it's just a little bit more uh, intense and energetic. But just a little bit, just a little bit more. Not say not to say that Hybrid Theory isn't intense and energetic, like right off the gate. Uh, you know, because first from the first song, Paper Cut, you know, it, it's it's right off the bat, very you know, fast paced and, and, and intense and energetic. Uh, not to say that, yeah, uh, it's not, I just think that Meteora is just a little bit more energetic and intense. I know I keep repeating those words. Uh, anyway, (laughs) my bad. Um, you should probably think of some new words. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, with that being said, uh, let's get on to my thoughts on the album. And yeah, let's start with the first track, Forward. Not forward, like the direction forward, but forward. F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D. Uh, now, technically, it's not a song, it's an instrumental. And it's like 15 seconds. Uh, but yeah, the first track is just that. It it's uh, it almost sounds like a, like a muffled pounding, followed by like someone chipping away at like a block of ice with a pickaxe. I don't know, it's, it's a weird, or like trying to like break through glass. Uh, it's kind of weird describing it, but, uh, you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about when you listen to it or if you, if you listen to it. Uh, but it's an, it's an interesting way to start off the album. And of course that leads right on into track two, which, you know, that's pretty much all I have to say for track one. Cause it's 15 seconds and you know, it's just an instrumental. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Moving on to track two, it, it leads perfectly into the second song, uh, Don't Stay, which, um, you know, it's, uh, it starts off very strong with the, the heavy guitars and the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the record scratching from, from Joe Hahn, uh, who, you know, it's, it, you know, uh, it's present throughout the album, the, <clears throat> the DJ work, and, uh, the track is essentially it's a subliminal diss aimed at the at Linkin Park's old label management who tried to destroy them. And there's some more songs where Mike uh, talks about this uh, throughout the album. They're uh, "Get Me Gone," "High Road," and "Hit the Floor." Although "Get Me Gone" and "High Road" weren't on the original. Okay, never mind. Yeah, they're not on the they're not on the original album. I think they're on the deluxe version, but on hit the, he mentions this, talks about this, uh, some more on the song hit the floor. Essentially what their old label tried to do was tell Mike that he should not rap and he should just play keyboards. And then some guy at the label trying to claim he wrote all of their songs. And, uh, <laughs> many of the tracks off this album are disses aimed at their label. But, uh, but yeah. And uh, originally the working title for this song was Sick, and it was one of the first tracks finished for the album. Oh, and also, uh, Joe, Joe Hahn recorded the opening scratch solo on the first take, so 
it's interesting. But uh, but yeah, essentially the song, yeah, it, it's got some great guitar work, some great DJing uh, from Joe, uh, great singing and rapping from uh, Chester and Mike, uh, because you know uh, Mike is a code lead vocalist, so he he gets a, a good amount of uh, uh, time to shine, uh, like Chester. You know they they both get a, a good amount. Not maybe Chester a little bit more. I don't know. It's about equal. They they get about equal uh, time to shine throughout the album, and really throughout all of their albums, I'd say. Maybe Chester a little bit more every now and then. Sometimes it's Mike a little bit more, but you know it it just depends on the song and what the song calls for. There there have been times where it's, I think, there's been a couple songs where it's been just Mike, and then some songs it's been just Chester singing. So, uh, you know, yeah, it just depends on what's called for, uh, for the song. But yeah, so the, you know, great instrumentation, great singing from them both. And the song is essentially talking about kind of being in a, uh, uh, maybe not a toxic relationship, but a, like a a too close of a relationship. Uh, Because the first verse starts off with, Sometimes I need to remember just to breathe. Sometimes I need you to stay away from me. Sometimes I'm in disbelief. I didn't know. Somehow I need I need you to go. So I guess well I guess from that last line in the first verse it could you could yeah you could make the argument that it is about a toxic relationship, but it could also just be a relationship that is, uh, you know, just a little, a little too much, for for Chester. Or for the person involved. Um, but yeah. And yeah, I guess, yeah, I, guess I mean, it could, it could be a friendship, but I, it, it, the way he's, uh, the way they're kind of going about it in the song, talking about it, it does kind of sound a little bit more like a relationship. But uh, essentially in the song, Chester is uh, frustrated by the girl, or by his girlfriend. Uh, he's so frustrated that he's forgotten how to breathe, you know. So either they kind of get into arguments a lot, or he just makes her that frustrated with the things she does uh, to him, and maybe what she says about him. Uh, you know, she just r- seems to really know how to push his buttons. You know, uh, but because of this frustration, he wants his girlfriend to stay away from him, and just wants to leave her. You know, break up. And uh, and yeah, and and the chorus, uh, we get both Chester and Mike singing and rapping, uh, and, you know, they, they, what I like is, I I like when bands kind of have, uh, more than one lead singer, uh, it just, it kind of makes it even more interesting, like with Fleetwood Mac, you know, you have Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks, and Christine McVie, uh, you know, you have three lead slash co-lead singers, and, uh, they all work really well off each other, you know, and, um, and, and I think that's the same here, I, I think Chester and Mike work really well off each other, uh, because, you know, you have Mike with the, the, the quick rapping, um, cause he's got a good flow. I mean, he, he can rap really quick or re- he can, he can rap quickly and, uh, but not so quickly that you can't understand what he's saying. You know, like it's quick enough to where you can get, you can di- properly digest whatever he's, uh, rapping about, you know, he never goes too quickly, but, but his flow is just consistently, quick and i like that uh you know and 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 he and he he never really like screams you know but he 
you know, he he does get very intense with his rapping. And then, you know, you have Chester who uh, sings more, you know, more melodically. And then you also have whenever Chester screams, you have those moments too. Uh, so, you know, they, they just bounce and flow really well off each other and they complement each other really well. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and this further is proven, uh, throughout the song about this being about a relationship, uh, in the chorus when Chester and Mike are both saying, don't stay, forget our memories, forget our possibilities, what you were changing me into, just give me myself back and don't stay. So, you know, essentially he's like, I just want to be my own person again. Don't stay, leave. Uh, I don't like what you were turning me into. I, I, you know, I really despised the person I was becoming when I was with you. I needed to get away or I needed you to get away. Either, either way we needed to, to call it quits. And, um, let's see. Yeah. And the bridge is great too. Uh, I don't need you anymore. I don't want to be ignored. I don't need one more day of you wasting me away. Uh, yeah, the whole song, yeah, the whole song's just fantastic. And then, of course, we get the outro with, uh, Chester screaming, don't stay, don't stay. And, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic song. And now, track three, Somewhere I Belong. Uh, this was released on, uh, March 18th, 2003. It was re- released on the radio. And it was often requested on modern rock radio and reached number one on several music charts. And let's see. Uh, so the psalm describes anguish, discomfort, anger, uh, you know, the many emotions that people feel, feel on a daily basis. And, you know, Linkin Park's ability to voice the words many have been unable to find serves as like a medium of inspiration and support for, you know, many of the fans, uh, mainly allowing people to know that they're, no matter what they go through in life, that they always have, they're always going to have someone to talk to and someone who loves them, you know, that they're not alone. And, uh, and, you know, given their popularity over the years, you know, they've kind of been able to provide a sense of comfort and, you know, uh, warmth and like a home for fans everywhere who can kind of like, you know, like all the fans who can like relate to their lyrics. Uh, cause I, I feel like they're, I mean, you know, their, their lyrics are broad enough to where, I mean, not saying that in a negative way, but I'm saying the lyrics are broad enough to where, you know, they're not there, which is what you kind of want in music. You don't want lyrics too specific that no one can relate to them at all, you know? Um, and I think Lincoln Park, they do a great job at making the lyrics broad enough to where anyone can relate to at least something in all of the songs, or maybe if not in all of the songs, at least, you know, you, you have at least a song by them, at least one song by them that you can relate to. And, uh, and I like that. I like when artists do that, you know, uh, cause you can have songs that are just about random nonsense and then you can have songs that are deep and then songs that are maybe in the middle, somewhere in between, you know, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, this one pretty much has, uh, well, actually, the bridge and the outro are just Chester alone, but the chorus and the verses, uh, have Chester and Mike going back and forth, uh, between, you know, singing, 
and or rapping, you know, in Mike's case. Um, but yeah, so this one is essentially about like Chester is saying, you know, I get lost in my thoughts. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to become a better person. I want to feel, um, different. And I, you know, essentially like the title says, I want to find, you know, when she says in the course, I want to find something I've wanted all along somewhere I belong. So it's essentially about, the song's essentially about healing, becoming a better person, uh, becoming a better version of yourself, you know, and, um, you know, let go of all the anger and hate and pain, uh, you know, that you've kept hidden away or you've kept buried deep down inside you for Mm -hmm. so long, you know, uh, and, and just, you know, you know, just find somewhere, uh, where you belong, find, people that will accept you and a place that, that you feel accepted in. And, uh, you know, I mean, no matter where that place is and yeah, uh, this is a great song as well. Uh, very catchy. Um, probably going to, you know, I probably, and I probably do this all the time. I'm probably going to end up repeating a lot of the same stuff, but the instrument, the instrumentation is great. The instrument, yeah, the instrumentation is great. The guitar work is fantastic. The record scratching from uh, Joe is on point. And, of course, you know, Chester and Mike switching off between, you know, uh, singing and rapping is uh, is great. And, of course, you know, whenever Chester uh, has to, like, uh, whenever he, like, uh, screams some of his lines, you know, you could just hear the pain and intensity and uh, anger uh, and I guess a uh, sense of relief in a way, uh, in his voice when he, uh, when he, you know, emotes that, you know, when he gets that out and, uh, yeah, so great song, uh, next track, track four line from you. Uh, this one is essentially, you know, uh, basically it's essentially just trying to, you know, it's kind of, well, what the, basically the name of the song, you know, line from you, it's, uh, essentially just trying to change who you are, you know, or, or not change who you are, but like, you know, lying to someone when you don't have the guts to tell them the truth, you know, uh, which is, you know, what, what they, which is, you know, kind of further del uh, you know, delved into in the chorus, um, when, uh, Mike and Chester, uh, say, you, no, no turning back now, I want to be pushed aside, so let me go, no, no turning back now, let me take back my life, I'd rather be all alone, no turning back now, anywhere on my own, because I can see, no, no turning back now, the very worst part of you is me, so, um, and, uh, yeah, essentially, I, I like that line, too, the very worst part of you is me, because, you know, he's saying, Hey, I'm not the best person. Uh, I've been lying, uh, to like, because I was afraid of the truth or I was afraid of how you'd take the truth. Uh, and so the worst part of you is me because I've, I've been doing something that I kind of feel guilty about. I probably shouldn't have done this, but I was just afraid of the way you'd handle the, the, the truth, you know? Um, and you know, and, and of course, you know, that's further, you know, we go further into that, uh, you know, in some other 
you know, throughout the song and some other lines, uh, where, you know, there's a, the line in the pre-chorus, and now you think this person is really me and I'm trying to bend the truth, but the more I push, the more I'm pulling away because I'm lying my way from you. And, uh, and, oh, and I love the bridge too. Um, cause we get, uh, we get Mike, we, we get Chester like screaming in the background and then we get Mike kind of rapping his, uh, most of the bridge, but the bridge is like, you know, repeated like five times. It's, uh, this isn't what I wanted to be. I never thought that what I said would have you running from me. So obviously whatever Chester or the, the person in the song wanted to admit to their significant other, their girlfriend or, or friend or, or whoever, you know, whoever this other person is in, in the song, clearly whatever they mentioned, uh, you know, whatever truth they told, um, you know, resulted in them kind of, uh, you know, resulted in them getting upset and maybe not literally running away, but, you know, but like, uh, figuratively leaving them. And, um, yeah, I really, uh, like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, um, but when some, but when some people don't have the guts to tell someone, uh, they don't want anything to do with them, you know, it's, uh, they start doing that, you know, when, yeah, when, when you, when you're afraid of telling someone in a, you know, that you're in a relationship with that you don't want to be with them because they're, you're afraid of how they'll take it, you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings, you want to kind of end the relationship on a good note, even though you're breaking up with them, you know, you kind of have to, you know, it, it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird balance, it's a weird tightrope to walk, you know, but, uh, but when people don't have the guts to break up with someone, uh, you know, because they're trying to be nice about it, they start doing nasty things to force that person to let go, or to let them go, such as cheating and overall being toxic. Uh, but you are, but ironically, you are letting them go because you're afraid of destroying them and are not equipped to handle the relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic. Um... Some of that I read off of Genius, but uh, I was trying to put in my own words. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, the song's about pushing someone away. And yeah, I really like the song. Uh, it's catchy. Instrumentation's great. Uh, let's see. Coming up on track five, we have Hit the Floor. Um, and this is probably the, well, one of the heaviest songs on the album. Uh, it's got a really good hip-hop bounce to it. Um... And Mike and Chester tried numerous singing style courses, but Chester brought the screaming hook into the studio, uh, and everyone was like, oh, okay, we're going to go with this. We like this. Uh, apparently, the hardest work in creating this song was in the minor details. Uh, tightening the lyrics and capturing the performances took days to finish. So, um, But yeah. So this song is essentially about... Um, you know, uh, essentially this one is about, you know, kind of being afraid to say what's on your mind, uh, afraid to say, yeah, basically just being afraid to, to speak your truth and, um, you know, thinking you have the upper hand, uh, but then kind of realizing you don't. Uh, and I really, I really love the chorus, uh, where, yeah, it, it, yeah. They, uh, Mike and Chester switch between each line. 
uh, Chester screams the first line, one minute you're on top, and then you hear Mike say, the next you're not, watch it drop, and then Chester screams, making your heart stop, and then Mike says, just before you hit the floor, uh, and then, you know, it, and then one minute you're on top, Chester, and that's Chester, and then Mike, the next you're not, Mr. Shot, Chester again, making your heart stop, and then Mike ends with, you think you're, you won, and then it's all gone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, yeah, I love the flow between them and the chorus, uh, and then the guitar is very hard and, yeah, very heavy hitting in that part of the song. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and the song is also about, uh, you know, like trustworthy people believing, uh, people who aren't so trustworthy, like believing a person who is no, is compelled to lie. Um, and you know, that, that's in, and the second, uh, the first two lines in the second verse, which, uh, Mike, uh, raps the second verse. I think he, I think he also does the first verse. Yeah. The first verse and the second verse are wrapped by, uh, or sung by Mike. He raps them, you know, his flow's great as always, especially on this song. And, uh, he says the first two lines in the first or second verse are so many people like me put so much trust in all your lies. So concerned with what you think to just say what we feel inside. And, um, yeah. And, and, and the song is, yeah, basically just about that. It's about trying not to offend anyone, you know, trying not to walk on eggshells around anyone, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, c- kind of just like trying to stand up to like kind of a piece of shit in a way, <laughs> you know, or someone who's kind of, who's rude to you and toxic, you know, whether it's a friend, whether it's friendship or relationship, you know, and, um, and, uh, yeah, it's basically just trying to tell that person off, um, instead of like being nice or trying not to confront them. It's about, it's about trying to confront them, you know, don't squander this opportunity, you know, um, you know, do, you know, if you're, if you're being treated like shit or someone is, you know, being rude to you, you shouldn't tolerate that. You should stand up for yourself and, uh, fight back or just talk back, (laughs) you know, like talk it through. And if you can't talk it through, then, you know, just tell, tell that person off. Uh, but yeah, so great song. Uh, I like the, again, the, I like the, uh, record scratching that the song ends off on. That's great. Uh, Track six, we have Easier to Run, and this one uh, Rob's uh, drum playing on the track is great. Uh, he has, it's like this weird complex drum pattern sound. Um, it sounds really good, though, and apparently he only recorded it in a few takes, and the verse lyrics emerged from a free writing exercise performed by Chester Bennington. He wrote them to no music and no beat. Uh, And Mike Shinoda liked them a lot so much that the guys decided, that he and the guys decided this was the song to work them into. And this song is about, uh, you know, it's it's basically saying, uh, 
well, you know, like the song, like the title, Easier to Run, uh, it's basically Chester saying, it's easier to run away from your problems than solve them. Um, and we, but we, it's, it's not good to do that. We should still try to fix our problems, uh, and not hide or run away from them. Um, and yeah, his voice is great on this song, uh, especially in the chorus. And, uh, Mike's rapping and the pre-chorus is great, uh, which he's got the first four lines. Or no, 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 no. Well, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, I, Chester's kind of singing in the background, but he, he's rapping the entire pre-chorus as well. But, uh, I like, I like the line. If I could change, I would take back the pain. I would retrace every wrong move that I made. I would, if I could stand up and take the blame, I would, if I could take all the shame to the grave, I would. And, um, and you know, and, and that's, uh, speaks to life. You know, it's like, we all, I mean, that, and that's something everyone can relate to, you know, wanting to take something back that, uh, is out in the open, you know, like you said it or you did, you said something or did something that, you know, uh, you know, maybe hurt someone close to you and, you know, uh, you don't know what to do. You know, you'd, you'd rather just run away instead of trying to solve the problem or hide or, you know, just never bring the problem up again. Just never bring it up again to the, to the person you may have hurt or, or people you may have hurt, you know, but, uh, but you should try to change it. You know, you should, you should try to fix the problem if you can. And, um, yeah, uh, great song, great, you know, vocals from, from Chester and, and Mike, uh, the drum playing's great, uh, I know I haven't really talked about the drumming, <laughs> uh, it's great, yeah, uh, I just, I guess, uh, I'm trying to articulate my thoughts, uh, and I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm repeating myself a lot, but, uh, but yeah, it, it but it, it, it's, so far it's been fantastic, and it's, just gonna continue to be great uh, throughout the rest of the album uh, throughout the rest of the album sorry I don't I feel like I didn't enunciate that last word uh, anyway track seven we have faint uh, it's a crowd favorite among Lincoln Park fans and it's fairly well known amongst rap fans as well because the song was mashed up with Jigga what on on uh, their on Lincoln Park's collaboration album collision course with Jay-Z which, uh, I've heard the, that collab, uh, song, that collab remix song, and, uh, I liked it, it was pretty good, I like the original better, but, you know, it's, <laughs> this one, uh, that one was still pretty good, too, um, but yeah, this one's a little faster paced than the previous one, the previous one is a little slower, uh, but still heavy hitting, uh, this one is a little more heavy hitting and faster paced, and I like the switch up, uh, with that, you know, uh, but the first verse and the pre-chorus are all mic. Actually, I think everything except the chorus is, uh, wrapped by Mike. Oh, well, okay, wait, no. Okay, we have the outbre- <laughs> never, never mind. We have the outro, the chorus, the breakdown, the bridge, and the chorus. And the chorus. Well, but, yeah, so, but we get a little bit more, uh, I feel like we get a little bit more of Mike- uh, in this song than we did in the previous songs, or like this is the most we've gotten from Mike in a song 
uh, in one of the songs, uh, yet on this album. So, uh, but you know, his flow is great and, um, you know, it, it's fantastic. Uh, not much else to say. It <laughs> just, it sounds great. Uh, Chester's kind of shouting, screaming in the chorus is great. And, um, the, oh, and the bridge where Chester really is screaming his lungs out, uh, where he's like, no, hear me out now. You're going to listen to me, like it or not, is great. Um, and it, yeah, it's essentially just, uh, the song is about, you know, you know, uh, letting others hear you, like being heard, you know, let it, uh, you know, not having people walk all over you and, um, uh, yeah, just let, letting your opinions and thoughts be, uh, spoken, you know, like, 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 letting, uh, people or your significant other, your girlfriend or whatever, or your wife, you know, it, whether, or, or your, your best friend or whoever, uh, again, you know, could apply to anyone. It's essentially just letting someone in your life know, or people in your life know, like, hey, I'm not gonna, you know, if, if we're gonna be friends, or if we're gonna date, uh, we're gonna have to be on the same level. I'm, you know, I don't, I want to be treated with respect, and dignity, and kindness, and, you know, I want you to hear me, you know, I want to be heard, I want to feel like I'm being heard, uh, so don't turn your back on me, I won't be ignored, which, uh, is repeated in the outro and the chorus a lot, um, and yeah, you can tell, like, Chester, by the way he's screaming it, it sounds like he's, you know, kind of been through that, you know, or it, it, so it sounds very personal, you know, you kind of feel the pain, and that, well, it, more the anger in that line, it's like, you know, the way he screams it, don't turn your back on me, I won't be ignored, you know, I can't feel the way I did before, don't turn your back on me, I won't be ignored, you know, and, um, and yeah, it's just great song, again, something broad enough to, to where anyone can relate to that, you know, we've all been in that situation, or we've all felt like that on some level, um, but again, instrumentation is great, uh, record scratching, <laughs> uh, drum, the drums, the guitar, you know, very hard hitting. Uh, all right, track eight, we have figure point zero nine. Uh, the song originally had rapping in the verses, but it was rewritten with singing verses during the process. Uh, the singing part remained until the recording process was finished. Um, then while mixing, Brad, Mike, Chester, and Don swapped the rap verses back in, deciding that the rapping made the song more interesting. The rest of the band didn't hear the final version of the song until the entire album was complete. It's a fun fact. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Uh, this one is about kind of letting go of pain. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the, yeah, this one is very uh, hard-hitting uh, as well. This song is very intense. Um, has a great opening, uh, riff, great opening guitar riff from, from, uh, from Brad and, you know, great first verse from Mike, uh, his flow's great. Nothing ever stops all these thoughts and the pain attached to them. 
Sometimes I wonder why this is happening. It's like nothing I could do will distract me when I think of how I shot myself in the back again. Um, And then, of course, in the pre-chorus, we get Mike and Chester. Uh, It never goes away. It never goes away. And now, and then the chorus is Chester saying, you've become a part of me. You'll always be right here. And, um, but yeah, the song, this song is essentially about, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess kind of like separating yourself from, uh, toxic people in your life, um, you know, and, and things they do instead of like, uh, you know, cause, cause that, that'll, that's going to better yourself, you know, uh, but you know, in the chorus, Chester's saying, you've become a part of me. I can't separate myself from what I've done. Um, I'm giving up or giving up a part of me. I've let myself become you. Uh, so essentially he's saying like, you know, uh, giving up part of, yeah, giving up part of me, like part of what makes me, me, like part of my personality. I've, uh, stooped down to your level. You know, I've become, you know, as bad as you like, and, and, you know, depending on what that is, you know, it could be, uh, you know, lying or it could be stealing or cheating, you know, but whatever he did, you know, he gave up part of himself and stooped down to her level. Um, again, you know, if we're assuming we're talking about a relationship or it could be a friendship, you know, but regardless, you know, that's what the song's about. Um, and, um, yeah, so great song. Uh, sorry, I'm a little tired <laughs> if it, uh, if it doesn't seem, but I also, I'm trying to think of what to talk about. And it's not that I don't have a lot to talk about. It's just, you know, I, I feel like I can't think of anything else other than, oh, this song was good after I like explain what the song's about. It's just, it's just really good, you know? And, and I know, yeah, I, I know I'm having a tendency I know I have a tendency to repeat myself, uh, with these, but there is only so much you can say about a track before it just boils down to, oh, this song was good. The instrumentation from everyone was great. Everyone was on point. You know what I mean? So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, it, it was great as always. Uh, track nine, we have breaking the habit. Uh, this, let's see. Um, Mike Shinoda wrote this track, uh, he was, and he was inspired by his friend's drug addiction. Chester was unable to perform this live for quite a while. The song made him feel too emotional because of the parallels between himself and the narrator. The narrator being the, the person in the song that the song is about, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, I love the guitar in this, the record scratching from Joe's great. Uh... It's, um, there's not really as much, uh, intense screaming from Chester on this one. It's, it's a little bit more reserved, so it's a little calmer, but it's still very intense, you know what I mean? But it's not as, like, hard as, uh, the previous song was, but, uh, but I like it. It's very, it's very catchy. It's very, it is still very intense. It's still very attention-grabbing, you know, but it's just not as as intense and hard-hitting as, as figure point oh nine was, or some of the other songs on the album, but, uh, yeah, it's great, um, and essentially, uh, it's, um, Chester, or the, the person the song is about, which, you know, you could say is Chester, uh, but essentially it's, uh, talking about, uh, 
Um, you know, I don't know what's worth fighting for or why I have to scream. That's the first line in the chorus. I don't know why I instigate and say what I don't mean. Um, it's essentially, you know, kind of, it's essentially questioning oneself. Like, I don't know why I do what I do, but I'm going to stop it. I'm going to break the habit. I'm breaking the habit tonight, you know. And uh, that's uh, what the song's about. Because he's, you know, essentially saying he's confused about, yeah, why he does what he does. You know, he, um, and, uh, but he's going to look into himself and, like, change uh, change everything about him. Or not change everything about him, but change, like, the the parts that he's not confident about himself. You know, kind of up his, boost his confidence and better himself through, you know, just being open and honest and communicating his problems to his friends, family, girlfriend, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah. But, and, and, and also in the, the final chorus, um, let's see. Uh, oh, also, I, I don't think Mike was on this song. Uh, which is interesting. I think it's all just Chester. But yeah, um, but in, yeah, in the, the chorus, uh, in the last chorus, uh, the, one of the last lines is, after Chester says, I don't know what's worth fighting for or why I have to scream, he says, but now I have some clarity to show you what I mean. So he's basically saying, he's like, I've thought about, I'm not quite sure why I do exactly what I do, but I've thought about it enough to tell you about it. And uh, so maybe I can be a little bit more honest in the relationship and and communicate more because that's what any good relationship, you know, that's the most or one of the most important things in a relationship is uh, open, clear communication with your your partner, you know, with your 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 SO significant other, you know. And uh, yeah, so great song, relatable. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Great instrumentation. <clears throat> uh, and now we move on to the, we're coming down to the final three songs on the album. Or no, final four. Uh, okay, so yeah, track 10 we have From the Inside. Um, let's see. Uh, again, a kind of, at least uh, throughout the verses, it's a... Uh, a little bit more melodic song, but then it really picks up in the chorus and the, the drums and the guitar and the record scratching, you know, you know, pick up and, um, Chester isn't screaming, but he is like, uh, singing very intensely, you know, um, or singing louder, you know, and more, more intensely than he, he was in the pre-chorus and the first verse where it's a little bit more calm and melodic. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, essentially this one is also about, um, trying to, yeah, better yourself and distance yourself from a, uh, toxic person in your life. Um, you know, like, or, and you know, it's also kind of like trying to make a relationship work but, you know, you being tired of their bullshit, and, um, 
you know, and uh, trying to, you know, like be trusting of of your partner or your friend, but then them, but you know, you you doing so takes so much out of you because you're trying to uh, do that, and they keep proving that they're not as trustworthy as you might have thought they were. Like they keep proving you wrong when you you're trying to, you know, maybe prove that they they can be trustworthy and they are trustworthy, you know. Uh, but yeah, the guitar works great. Uh, drumming's great. Record scratching. The vocals from Chester and Mike are great as well. Uh, all right, next song is probably my favorite on the album. Uh, track eleven. Nobody's listening. Um, the sample. The beat sample, uh, the main beat sample in the song, is a Japanese bamboo flute, and it has a very different. The I I like this song because it has a very different tone and feel from the rest of the songs on the album. Um, oh, it also samples High Voltage, which was a song from the original EP of Hybrid Theory, released in 1999 when Linkin Park was still called Hybrid Theory. So, uh, interesting, but yeah, um. I like, uh, I really, I think Mike's, uh, rapping on this one is the best, it, you know, his flow and, and his lyrics are, are the best on this song, uh, are, are, they're the best on this entire album in this song. Um, and I just love the, the, I love the, the you know, the, the oriental, you know, flute, you know, the orient, the oriental instrumentation, the bamboo flute, you know, in the background. Um, I like the very heavy, droning guitar, uh, you know, throughout the, uh, chorus when Mike and Chester are both rapping and singing. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great song. And it's essentially about trying to tell someone, you know, like, like you, you have, uh, you having a burden on your chest that you want to get out, you know, you, or you having a secret that you want to tell someone you love and trust and care about, uh, but, you know, you can't, or you can't because no one's listening. And again, we've all, we, that's something we've all been through where we've wanted to tell someone something and we, no matter how hard we try, they're just not listening either because they don't care or they, you know, are just, yeah, not, you know, it could be either because they don't care or just because they don't, quite get what you're talking about, you know? Um, cause, it, cause sometimes it's just like, uh, you hear me, but you're not listening, but that doesn't mean that you don't care. It just means that, uh, you might not quite get it, you know? Um, but yeah, so, and that song, and this song does kind of hit harder after Chester's death because, you know, like the chorus is, uh, try to give you warning, but everyone ignores me. Told you everything loud and clear, but nobody's listening. Call to you so clearly, but you don't want to hear me. Told you everything loud and clear, but nobody's listening. And then, of course, the breakdown is, I got a heart full of pain, head full of stress, nobody's listening. And that's repeated after every line. Hand full of anger held in my chest. A pill struggle, blood, sweat, and tears. Nothing to gain, everything to fear. And, um, and yeah kind of sad, uh, hits different after, you know, his death. Um, why I say that, like I listened, like I heard this song before Chester died, but I mean, but I imagine that anyone who has been a fan of Linkin Park hearing that song before and after Chester's death has got to hit more because that was kind of like him 
letting everyone know, you know, in a way that he was kind of depressed and suicidal. But, uh, yeah. So, track 12 is Session, and it is also another instrumental. And it's, uh, I believe, two minutes, or two, two and a half minutes. Um, and this is another, this is uh, something that this album and Hybrid Theory have in common, is they both have a an instrumental that's the second to last track on the album. In Hybrid Theory, it was um, a Cure for the... What was it? Cure for the Sick? Not Cure for the Sick. Uh, let me look this up real quick. What was it? Um, uh, crap. Okay, wait. Uh, let, me, let me look this up real quick. The track list. Cure for the Itch. Okay, yeah, not Cure for the Sick, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was the second to last song on the album. Just like this song is the second to last song on the album. And it is also pretty much just Joe Hahn going batshit insane on the uh, turntables. And it's great. I love it. It's a great instrumental. And, um, and a, yeah, not much else to say. Just it, it sounds great. And, you know, uh, Mr. Hahn, as they call as they referred to him in Hybrid Theory uh, during Cure for the Itch, uh, he is a pretty damn good uh, DJ. Uh, and apparently Session has been played in some Linkin Park shows, uh, primarily as an opener. And the song actually opened a few shows in 2003 and 2009. Uh, although apparently whenever the song is played, it's never the full version. It's mostly just like half of the song. I wonder why they do that. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so now we move on to the final track, track 13, Numb. Numb is, uh, yeah, the last track on the song and it's, uh, Linkin Park's most well-known and critic. It's one of their most well-known and critically acclaimed songs. Um, and it is essentially, uh, yeah, some great guitar work, some great record scratching, you know, great drumming, uh, great vocals from Chester and Mike, as always. And um, it's essentially trying to break the, this one is essentially about trying to break the mold of the person that you're in a relationship with, or that you're friends with, or that you're family with, the mold that they make for you to be. You know, uh, like like uh, soccer moms, you know, who want their kids to be the the best at any sport or any activity that they put them in, even if the kid doesn't want to do said activity or sport. You know, it's like, well, they're they're you know, the parent in a way, you know, is like projecting their failures or their inability to 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 do that sport, or or their uh or a loss that they had in that sport you know, like, uh, in, during uh, one of the games, you know, like that they played, uh, you know, they're, they're projecting any of their failures or insecurities onto their kid and forcing them to do something they don't really have any interest in. Um, but it could also be just like, you know, um, it could also be a relationship, you know, like a, a guy and a girl, um, going through this, you know, like just, you know, it, or it could be, yeah, could could apply to anyone. Again, like most of the songs on here could apply to anyone. Uh and I do like the I do like that message because, you know, we shouldn't it that's a good message. You know, you shouldn't conform or you should you shouldn't uh change who you are to meet other people's standards. 
you know, you should uh, be your own person and do do you, you know, do what you want because you want to do it instead of uh, trying to uh, meet someone else's preconceived notions of you and what they think you should be. You should be your own person and flourish, you know. Um, but yeah, great message. Music video for it's great too. Uh, which I think, if I remember correctly, it's about it. It involves a mother and her daughter, and I think the daughter kind of just like, you know, was it? I don't know. It was like I think it was like her as like band practice. Like she didn't want to play band, or she didn't want to play an instrument in, in the band, and her mother was kind of forcing that upon her. Uh, it's it's been a while since I've seen the music video, but I'm pretty sure it was it was something to that effect, kind of like a soccer mom type thing, except instead of soccer, it was you know, uh, music, but the, but the term doesn't just apply to soccer, you know, I mean, even, even though it is called a soccer mom, you know, the term can also be for any activity essentially. Um, but yeah, so, uh, great song to end the album off on. Uh, and yeah, this was, you know, this is one of my favorite albums, uh, by one of my favorite bands. And I think I do. Yeah. I, I do like this a little better than hybrid theory. And, um, I was going to review this. My plan was to review this uh, on the day that it was released 20 years ago, like on the actual 20th anniversary date. But that was on the 25th, which was a Saturday. And, you know, I, I'm going to review John Wick 4 on the 24th, on that Friday. And um, I don't know. I didn't have anything really for this week. So I figured instead of having two reviews that week, you know, the the second to last week of the month... I figured instead of having two reviews back to back, which I do sometimes, you know, uh, I figured I'd just review it now because it is still the month of the 20th anniversary of this album, you know, so, uh, but yeah, happy anniversary to Meteora. Great album. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Um, and also listen to the new single they were released, uh, Lost, which uh, is apparently going to be on the, uh, like deluxe version of the album, uh, which they, Mike and the other band members said they were going to release in, on April 7th. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully there'll be some new demos and, and, uh, you know, uh, so other songs that, uh, didn't quite make the cut on Meteora, you know, and some other recordings that, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, it didn't quite make the cut. Um, but yeah, who knows? Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess that does it for tonight's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, next week, join me as I will be reviewing uh, Scream 6, the new Scream movie. And I will do my best to not spoil anything. Uh, I will try, I probably will not go into the deaths. Kind of like Cocaine Bear, I you know, because I don't want to go into that. Because, you know, it's probably going to be really good and have some good twists like the Scream movies tend to do. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, join me next Friday as I review, for my review uh, for Scream 6. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. I hope you guys have a great, great weekend, and I will see you all next Friday. Until then, take care. <laughs>